All right, there we go. I think I'm being told that we're live now, so we'll see. We'll see if the uh, Facebook powers that be let the world know. Um, for now, I just want to uh, say thanks. Thanks to anybody or everybody that's going to be watching this. Um, this is another live stream session from uh, the Our New Normal series, where I'm talking to vegans around the world about their uh, their personal experience during the pandemic to try and hopefully maybe give people something to connect with in the similarities, but also maybe allow them to learn a few things because there's uh, lots of people dealing with this around the world and everyone's kind of got their own experience. And I'm thankful to everyone that's uh, been joining me and taking up the call. I think partially it's because maybe maybe they're bored, um, but I'm, I'm happy that I'm happy that we're able to do it. And on that note, I have some lovely people who I've never met before. Um, but we have talked a little bit, so uh, if you two could introduce yourselves, we'll get this whole thing going. Yeah. Um, so I'm Sam. I'm Varen. And yeah, we're uh, from the blog uh, Alternative Travelers, and we are vegan, obviously, and <laughs> house sitters as well. That's so yeah, the show right. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, it's not every day you get to talk to another vegan house sitter, so that's really cool. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, it was um, it was an interesting thing to come across because, well, I mean, I think we connected back what in January or February when you know I was like, yeah, I'm going to put out a book, and you two had just released one as well. Yeah, and you know, we had these maybe not great hopes and dreams, but some hopes and dreams of putting it out there and having people look into it and maybe, you know, change their path and start full-time travel and house sitting. And then a little something called the COVID-19 pandemic happened and suddenly house sitting's not a big option right now. Um, yeah. So on that note, where are you two right now? You've, I know you've got a story around your current circumstances. Yeah, 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 on that house sitting note. Yeah, so we're in Salt Lake City, Utah in the US. And um, we were house sitting because we house it full time and we were here house sitting in Salt Lake City. Um, we were like nearing the end of our three month house sit here. And it was a repeat house sit for a guy we had house sit for before. Um, actually, the first house sit that we ever did. <laughs> so oh, wow. that was really cool. Yeah, he kind of like became a friend and we we were traveling all over, so we lost touch. And then we um, saw he was looking for a house sitter again. We were like, oh, we would love to do it. So, um, and he loved us. He was like, oh, you're the best house sitter, house sitter <laughs> I've ever had. He like, well, this is just getting to a whole story, but he actually like went vegan um, when we first knew him. He had like just gone vegan, like this was four years ago. So that's like kind mm -hmm. of a fun side note. Um, cause that doesn't happen all the time. As you know, as a house sitter, it's not normal to be house sitting for vegans. No, no, not at all. Unfortunately. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyway, that, I mean, that's a tangent, but yeah, so we were here house sitting and then, um, like he was scheduled to come back like the third week of March, um, from India, like he was there for three months he likes to do like long trips and stuff. So he was scheduled to come back the third week of March. And, um, well, what happened then? Well, everything was like all up in the air. Well, why don't you like, yeah, everything, 
like Sam was saying, everything was up in the air. And we were like, we had a, um, we were hearing about it. I was listening to the news a bit, but we really weren't listening until it directly affected us. We had basically back in January booked another house that literally right after this one to be in the San Francisco Bay area till the end of June. So then all of a sudden, like a few days, okay, so a couple weeks out from the sit, they were like, hey, um, we're just letting you know. Um, the reason that we were going to do the house sit was because one of them was doing a visiting professorship. Is that what it was yeah, called? Yeah. A visiting professorship in New York. So they're like, hey, we want to do this. We hope it ha- keeps happening. But like Stanford just closed and all these other schools just closed or whatever. So like the program could be canceled and the program's canceled and we have to cancel the house sit. So they were great about it. They gave yeah. us as much heads up as they possibly could, but you know, be, you know, got canceled. Yeah. And so then it was like a bit of a like, oh, what are we going to do next? Because we can't just New York was quickly becoming a hot spot, and we're like, doesn't really make sense to go back to New York City. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess we should add that we're from there, so like yeah. that's kind of like our home base, so to speak. Even though we don't have you know we don't There's have no a physical home base, we like, don't have we don't own property anymore. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, not really no no normal person does anymore <laughs> yeah. yeah and 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 because i mean one thing that i know a lot of um travelers and house sitters and nomads and whatever that have been in this situation where like something falls through this or that they go home and like maybe stay with their parents or their friends or obviously that's not ideal but like being from New York, no one has any space. So everyone everyone lives in like a tiny one bedroom, if that. So that was not an option. Um, And yeah, so we got our house that canceled. Like it was this like week of like turbulence where like we were like, we weren't sure if the guy we were house sitting for was going to come back because his flight got delayed. His he had flight, to take a, he yeah. it so that he would, he would not fly through Europe. Yeah. He literally got like the last flight, I guess, from India to the U S. So he got in by the skin of his teeth. He was delayed by a few days, which was fun with us at that point. Cause we were like, well, we're not going anywhere. So, um, yeah. So we, uh, yeah. And then at that point, the house that, that we were supposed to do in, in the Bay area was canceled and we we're like, ah, what should we do? And, um, yeah, it just didn't make sense to go back to New York. Uh, and then we also didn't want to get on a plane either, you know, to go back to like the hot spot of at the that US. Moment, Maybe now it might, you could, then it didn't seem like a smart or safe idea. Like it seemed like a pretty good way to catch, to get it, yeah. <laughs> catch the coronavirus yeah. if you wanted, yeah. you know. Um, but so we were so lucky though, that it ended up working out really well in that the guy that we were house sitting for, he actually has, um, a couple Airbnbs like in the house, like they're totally on the property, on the property. separate. Yeah. Like yeah. The, when we're in one of them now, yes. now it's kind of turned into <laughs> yeah. a, uh, we're literally downstairs kind, from where we were house landlord. sitting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we were upstairs for three months. And then now we've been downstairs <laughs> for a month. So like when we moved, we literally just like went around to the back and we're here. So it worked out so well. I mean, because obviously like no one's traveling. So um, he cut us a great deal on mm. renting out this one bedroom. And it's really, um, it's, a, it's nice. It's like really fully equipped. 
I mean, we've Which stayed is, in some Airbnbs yeah. that have not been at all. So this is great because obviously like we're not going out. So we're cooking all the time here, like every just spending a lot of time in here. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's it worked out really well. Um, and we're really glad that we stayed here in Salt Lake um, as opposed to going like to New York because as we just saw everything ramp up over there, um, yeah. we were just being so grateful for like our circumstances and like um, everything. So yeah, it just worked out really well. So yeah, we've been here pretty much like a month in this, um, in the Since downstairs. March 20th. Yeah, yeah about, so just over yeah. a month. Um, okay. so yeah. You're, um, at least like, so you're US citizens and everything. So you don't like, you don't have to worry about yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So that was really good because I know a lot of people that were like found themselves in the same situation as us. They were like, but like not in their home country. They yeah. were like, oh shit, what should I do? Like, should I go home or stay here? What about visa restrictions? I mean, from what I've heard, every all the visa restrictions have been like extended because they don't want people going anywhere, you know? But still, I mean, I'm glad that we were here. It's funny because, like, we had already planned to be house-sitting in the U.S. for this year. Like, North America. We were like, oh, maybe we'll go to Canada, yeah. too, and stuff. Like, um, but we were planning on being in North America anyway. So that's kind of – that part of the plan hasn't changed, but we didn't expect to be here. It's like we live in Salt Lake City now, which is funny. But <laughs> um, what are – I mean, what are the listings like over there? Because I know for here, like – um, cause we both, we all use trusted house sitters, right? I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, I, like, I know right now I hadn't planned on house sitting, uh, from like March until basically the end of May. Like I knew I was going to come here to Ho Chi Minh city and be with my partner and everything. So I also kind of ended up kind of fortunate cause mm, otherwise, yeah. you know, if, if it wasn't for the fact that I've sort of moved in with her, like in between sits, I was doing hostels. And which is also a dramatic shift, definitely mm -hmm. more than going to like a one bedroom apartment. Um, and so like right now, I mean, for, as far as I know, like a lot of hotels and hostels around here are closed. Um, there's been incidents of like foreigners being kicked out uh, partially because, you know, there's a bit of a scare around like, oh, well, the virus is like a foreigner thing. So, you know, um, but here, like the countries that I have listed are basically Southeast Asia. And I think now Trusted House Sitters is doing what, once a week instead of every day. And I got one listing in Thailand for like June to July. I think they're being optimistic. Yeah. Um, uh, what, yeah. what are you looking at when you get listings now? Anything? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you use the app at all? Like the Trusted House Sitters app? Yeah. Really. I don't use the emails at all because like usually I find that there it's too late by the time yep. I get the email. <laughs> so I just, I'm like, whatever I use, I look on the app. And so I get like notifications whenever there's new sits, but yeah, they, I mean, it would used to be like, you'd get notifications. Like, I mean, several times a day for new listings within your filters. And I had it filtered for like us, you know, North America, basically um, yeah. that were like a, a month or more. Um, Cause that's like what we were interested in for now and yeah. um yeah i mean pretty much nothing like like you said anything that's coming up is like in late summer or some optimistic people for like early summer um or then like maybe the fall or like next year I'm yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> you see quite a few for 
yeah. in January. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, I mean, I don't know. That's not our, like, we don't normally book that far in advance necessarily. I mean, without, well, yeah. obviously right now, like I don't want to book anything without knowing what's going to happen. You know no. what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean, we're pretty much looking, but nothing's, nothing's coming up. Cause you never know. You never know. If, if the right circumstance came up or something, or it just made sense and it was another place to lay low for another couple months, it, it could work. Yeah. But it, it all, yeah. we're not going to be jumping across water. Or taking, or taking a plane at this point. We're gonna if um, if we were to fly anywhere, it'd be to go back to New York because technically that's where we're insured in terms of health insurance. Yeah, but uh, okay, yeah. yeah, but there is like the whole testing situation is bad. But it's like yeah. kind of like, do you want to throw yourself into a hot spot just because that's where you're insured? No, you know. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, I mean, like, that's like yeah. for me, like that was part of what I faced with. Like, you know, when Prime Minister Trudeau was like, all right, everybody come home, get your butts over the border because things are going to get complicated. And I was sitting here and Vietnam has been doing phenomenally well. And at the time, like, you know, we were, I think maybe when he put the call out, we might have creeped over like 100 cases in the country or something. And so I was just like, do I want to hop multiple like continents yeah. and go back to Canada where... I think at the time it was actually getting kind of bad there. And I was like, do I want to go and do that? And I mean, yeah, some people were like, well, in Canada, I'm covered so I can get healthcare and everything. But I was like, but maybe if I stay here, I'm just not going to get sick. Yeah, so yeah exactly. There, like I took a bunch of things into account. And I mean, like I said, because like I'm here with my partner, I'm not stuck without somewhere to go. Um, I mean, if the house and stuff had dried up, I may have actually been yeah, I might have been looking at going back home more. I was supposed to go back at the end of May, but it all kind of fell apart. So yeah, I'm just waiting now. I'm hoping that I'm not going to end up like, I want to go back to see my family and everything, but I'm hoping that like it's not going to mean, oh, I'm going back for Christmas because I'm not prepared for winter in Canada anymore. I've been, <laughs> I've been away way too long. Can't yeah. handle it. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. From, 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 not to be pessimistic, but from what I've been hearing, international travel seems like it's not going to happen until like next year. So, yeah, because yeah. yeah. we're—I mean, like they just—they just lifted uh, some restrictions here in Vietnam um, and in Saigon as well. Like they're talking about opening up schools again. I think like May third, um, and domestic travel they might lighten that up. Uh, my partner told me like as of yesterday that the buses and stuff are running now in between cities. Um, I'm not 100% sure if that's the case, but you know, it's it's a lifting of the restrictions and a lot of businesses and everything are opening, but like in terms of when I think they're going to open like the country's borders is going to depend on, you know, how everybody else is doing because I mean that's the issue, right? Like yeah. if we've got it under control here, that doesn't mean we can suddenly open the border to everybody because yeah. if it's still a mess in other places. So yeah, I think international travel is going to be, and I mean, even just, I don't even like, I can't imagine what they're going to have to deal with to get that back up and running. Like it boggles my mind how they even plan like flights on a daily basis, let yeah. alone to be like, all right, like how are we going to get this up and running? So what's the deal in this country now? Is it okay to fly planes through there? How about over here? What are the reasons? Like, oh yeah. Just, 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're jet setting anytime soon. Um, no. Which, yeah, and I, I think the sooner that people realize that, the better. Because like, I don't know if you're seeing noticing this too, but like, just I see people on like social media just being like being so antsy to like travel again and like trying to make plans and this or that. And I'm just like, can you just calm down? Like, I understand that you want to travel and all this, but like, this is a freaking pandemic and like you just need to settle down like i just i get riled up about it because i just like people need to like realize understand the gravity of the situation yeah Yeah. Yeah. like taking your vacation the next like month that you can or whatever you know if the rest of the world got its situation together there's still the u.s which is just like a disaster like there's no screening process for incoming people or anything so like let's say Southeast Asia gets their stuff to be, or has, I don't know, all their stuff together. They're able to reopen things. All it takes is one person flying from the U S cause there's like, it's strange. There's not really any real restrictions or screening. I know that some countries are restricted from flying over, but that doesn't make a difference when it's a global problem. You know what I mean? Oh, we're only going to fly to certain countries. Like, no, this is, yeah. Well, and the, yeah. And the fact, and like even Americans coming back, like they should be screened. No, there's no, there's like no screening. And the only restrictions I've ever heard of is just like, oh, these people from these countries can't come to the U.S. But like they're, the U.S. is the problem now. They're the leaders yeah. in, in everything. <laughs> You're number one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Great. So if it keeps going, <laughs> if it keeps going it's going to be because the U.S. starts exporting cases, essentially. Yeah. At this point, yeah. what else? And we're talking like developing and, 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 and underdeveloped countries like have their situation more together in terms of contact and tracing and all that than the U.S. Well, I mean, from what you're saying, Ryan, like Vietnam has got shit way more under control than we, we have. Like as of today, well, yesterday when I read the news, 268 cases in total uh, out of 95 million people. Wow. Uh, no, no, no new case in probably a week or so. Um, Saigon hasn't had a new, well, Ho Chi Minh City hasn't had a new case since probably like April 3rd or April 6th. Oh my God. Wow. I I mean, mean, you know that obviously there's like, you know, I mean, since people can be asymptomatic and everything, you can't take it as like a scientific fact, but like in terms of people test it and stuff. Um, but the big, the big thing is like in regard to the, you know, incoming people and everything, like one of the big things they did here really early like we're talking january maybe um was they started putting restrictions so like china obviously was the first one involving restrictions and then it kind of shifted to south korea and then it just slowly became like the whole world yeah. um but yeah before they like totally shut the borders um basically if you flew in like you were uh tested or at the very least you were sent to a quarantine facility and you were kept there for 14 days. Um, and so then, you know, if you did show signs or whatever, obviously you were treated and et cetera. If you didn't show signs, then you were allowed to like go into the general populace. So like, I think that really helped because a lot of the cases that popped up were, okay, this person uh, tested positive recently because they were showing signs. However, they've been in quarantine since, you know, a week ago. And so they will remain in quarantine until they test negative. I think it's got to be like three times or something. Um, So, yeah, like this, it was interesting to see it when it hit Canada and the States and to see the media being like, all right, when can we go back to normal and everything? And I was like, it's been like, where did we go? 
well, that was fun. Um, I was like, it's, you know, it's, it's been like a week or two at home and the media is already like, okay, when is this over? And I was yeah. just like, guys, it's, it's going to be a while. I mean, yeah. you know, and yeah, when you take into account, like, I don't think we're ever going to go back to our, like, what our normal was in some ways that's good and some ways it's terrible. But yeah, I mean, so generally like you two, at least right now you have this place for like until yeah, you can go we, somewhere else or. Yeah. It's kind of like on a rolling basis pretty much with him, you know? So like when, when this first yeah. happened um, and we, and we arranged to stay here, he was like, yeah, stay till like May 1st at, and um, we can reevaluate then because like, you know, back then in mid-March, everyone was kind of like really not realizing the gravity of the situation. A lot of confusion, a lot of misinformation. So. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. I, yeah. I really, and I don't think anyone truly realized what this was yeah, going to be yeah, like, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, how could we? And um, yeah. yeah, so he was like, we'll reevaluate around um, May, you know, I might want to keep it open if travel opens up again and, and, but, you know, obviously that didn't happen. So we just uh, extended with him until June 1st with like, you know, the expectation of a rolling basis. I mean, we're monitoring basically the situation in New York to see what it's like there um, and uh, talking with everyone we know there to see. Um, yeah, because I mean, or, or I mean, we could find if we found a, the right house set or something, that would be great. But um, yeah, I mean, pretty much like we're talking about, like not a lot there. The only ones that I've seen have been people like there have been some new ones that have cropped up of people like I'm stranded here or something like that. Like I need someone to look over my place or like I want to shelter in place with my partner who lives in this, you know, whatever. So, yeah. um, I mean, but that's like very that's not something we're banking on at this point because, you know, so, um, yeah, we're just kind of like taking it like a month at a time yeah quite literally now <laughs> we just got a six yeah. week you know we found out just the other day we asked about hey what are you thinking about for may and so he's like my traffic's down 80 to 90 percent or something like that and so i mean it's long i mean it's a mutually beneficial situation if most uh airbnb yeah. people do not have tenants i mean not tenants they don't have anyone they don't have guests they don't you know what i mean no one's booking these things i think it's going to dramatically yeah. Already it is, but I think even for the future, it's going to really, as long as we're living with the threat of possibly getting infected by this uh, virus, it's going to affect all the kind of sharing things, you know, like all the sharing economy stuff, like Airbnb. People are going to be a bit more hesitant to stay, I think, at an Airbnb than like a hotel that can like hose itself down with like bleach or whatever, you know. So we'll see. Yeah. Even, I mean, even if things do get like lifted, as long as that's a real threat out there, I mean, I don't mean the you know, sadden all the hopes of all the Airbnb hosts, but that's what I, it's probably going to be. Yeah. Well, I mean like the restrictions here, um, the changes they have been doing, like they're very much pushing the fact that, yeah, like, you know, there's going to be limited capacity in the restaurants and stuff and like cabs or any sort of like transportation has to do, I think the rule right now is like 50% of your total capacity or whatever. Um, and people are expected to like sanitize their hands when they board and then sanitize them when they disembark. And like, I think for what, like coaches and stuff, like coach buses, they're expected to clean them after like every trip. And so there's definitely like, you know, we're not totally gone back to the haphazard, whatever ways of before. There's definitely 
sneezing and spitting on everything. Yeah, right. And I mean, but the thing is, like, I do feel like hopefully that's changed some hygiene issues because there's definitely like some cultural differences between like coughing and sneezing and like you know just different things that I feel like if if it had really come across the border here like in a significant amount I feel like it could have gone really bad because mm. yeah like even just in terms of say like the markets and like the food industry and stuff there's definitely different uh, things here between like. Uh, what is it called, like health and safety regulations and stuff, right? So I think there's there could have been a much worse chance of spread, but luckily they took it pretty seriously at the borders. Um, so since you've been there for a while, uh, like what kind of changes have you seen? I mean, are there any sort of, obviously there's some measures that came in. Is there anything that was like sort of significant that's kind of changed the way you guys were going about your days? Um, well, we work from home anyway, so that didn't change. So that was good. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, oh, well, I guess the biggest thing is maybe not going to the gym yeah, <laughs> in the morning. Not going to the gym. <laughs> that was like, it just, I feel like everyone had this like time when the, like two weeks where it hit wherever they were, where it was like a total upheaval. And like, I know for us, I mean, like we said with our, with everything got turned upside down where we were living and then just like everything happening at once. And like, I mean, it seems like, I don't know, a silly thing maybe, but like we would go to the gym every, every weekday before we'd start work. And that was just like a nice like routine. And, and we, we eventually like, we're like, okay, when everything was happening, we like decided, okay, we're going to, we're not going to go to the gym anymore. And then the next day the gym was closed. So like yeah. <laughs> that was made, but, um, I mean, going, doing social things, going, yeah. I mean, for the interesting thing is like, we, uh, we always try to make it back to New York a couple times a year. And when we go back to New York, it's just a big social whirlwind. So by the time we're done, we're like ready to be hermits for a couple of months. Yeah. So we were yeah. just kind of emerging out of our like hermit phase to be like <laughs> making friends here, like literally just made some great friends. Uh, all this kind of other stuff, and then this happens, and yeah. now we can't hang out with them. Like, literally, mm. like, December, we were in New York, just, like, socializing, like, all the time, like, so much. We were, like, exhausted. Mm. By the time we came back here, by the time we came to Salt Lake, January and February, we were, like, straight-up hermits. We were, like, do not care about seeing anyone. And, I mean, like, we would still <laughs> go out and do our own thing, but yeah. we weren't, like, I mean, that's another big change, is that, like, at least once a week, we like to go out to eat. Like that's our thing yeah. on the weekend. It's like a weekend date. We go out to eat. We go to, and Salt Lake City is very, it's like an underrated, very vegan friendly city. There's like a dozen restaurants that are vegan here. And quite literally. And, and, and have a great variety too. Great it's variety, not just really like good. bowl places. So we, yeah, so we just love <laughs> make, yeah, yeah, none of that bullshit. Um, <laughs> places that do. But we were, you know, we make our rounds and go through them. And just, so now that's like, that's changed instead we go like get takeout and eat like on a park bench somewhere you know what I mean? <laughs> so and like i love going out to have a cup we love going to cafes and having like a cup of coffee and hanging out and people watching mm -hmm. and like you can't do that it's not well, the yeah, same it's yeah. not the same to be on like a street corner on a stoop with like your paper cup coffee you yeah know? i mean because we work from home i like to go out and work from a coffee shop or a library a couple yeah, times a week a for you. and so i've been feeling super cooped up i mean like yeah it's i feel like all things considered it's like we're pretty grateful for our situation you know yeah. i feel like i have to say that disclaimer but like still you know everyone has their own little things so um and when you have that disruption and you're like oh man 
Like, yeah, you, you know, you really, really miss that. Things. Like, I mean, um, Salt Lake, actually, they um, shut down all their restaurants and bars, like, uh, the day after New York did, which was, like, really quite impressive because it's obviously, mm-hmm. like, a much smaller city and, like, stuff hadn't spread here. So, like, New York shut everything down and, like, next day they did here. And so I think that was really good. Um, and so a lot of restaurants were like straight up closed for like a week while they were like figuring stuff out. But now um, m- most places are doing like takeout or stuff. Or, yeah. Like but for the most part, not all of only things that are open are like essential things, but it had that happen. The, the, the state has a shelter in place, like advisory. It's not mandatory like a lot of other states. So the state's in the mind okay. for that. But the city that we're in and the county have a mandatory, um, so their jurisdiction, they have a mandatory shelter in place kind of thing. So, like, it's also really spacious out here. So it's not like it's totally okay to go outside. You just need to stay six to ten feet away from people. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're not actually in, like, the we're in Salt Lake City, but we're not in, like, the downtown downtown. So we're in, like, a more residential um, neighborhood. It's, like the hip and happening neighborhood of like Salt Lake. Um, it's yeah. But it's, it, the, it's the good thing is that um, yeah, it's, it's not dense at all. And we're right near a big park and like the, the city is like surrounded by like these just giant mountain ranges. So it's like really pretty. And yeah, so- th- this whole area, this whole metropolitan area is kind of like in a basin and like an ancient big U kind of shaped basin. So it's like a yep. big flat area that's surrounded by mountains. And, you know, Salt Lake City is like 200,000 people, but then the whole metropolitan area that goes pretty far south and a bit north, that's like another, you know, that's like one, another million that you would add to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's very, it's very spread out city. Um, so, yeah. I mean, but the other thing we're lucky about is that um, – uh, we're like literally like half a block away from like a natural food store and like <laughs> um, stuff. So like we can get everything we need, like wherever we are, we don't, you know, so like, we don't have a car. Yeah. We don't have a car here. So but we can walk everywhere for the most part. Yeah. It's not the most pedestrian friendly city, but there's sidewalks. So you can walk. Yeah. It's just a lot of drivers can just be assholes They're and terrible. not paying attention and like, we'll run you over doing a ride on red. So they're, they're yeah. really terrible. But that aside, we can make it work. And it's pretty ideal right now, given the circumstances. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely, definitely worse places you could be stuck than a, a mountainous basin of <laughs> nature and natural foods. I yeah, know. exactly. I know. All of our friends and family in New York are like, oh my God, we can't go outside. Yeah, it's I mean, so they're allowed there. to go outside, but like, if you go it's outside, hard. you're going to run into people because it's so freaking dense. Oh, yeah. you know? So, um, and it's not the greenest city, you know? So, um, yeah, it can just be be hard. I know, like, some people we know haven't even left their apartment for, like, a month. And I'm just like, wow, it's just, that sounds terrible. I mean, we, yeah. we also, like, because we used to live in Madrid, so we know a lot of people there. And, yeah, they've been, like, they're not allowed to go out at all. So I'm just so, so grateful that we are. Because... Yeah. Um... There's actually, uh, yesterday I talked, it wasn't live, so it's going to come out later, but uh, I talked to a friend of mine who I met through house sitting, and they're in Thailand now in one of the islands called Phuket, and they originally were moving to Spain, like, I think in June or July, like five cats, two dogs, big move to Spain, they had found the place, they had bought tickets, did like first month's payment or something, 
now that's like yeah. on hold. Um, oh. Thankfully, you know, they were able to keep renting the place they're in now. And, um, but I mean, like even just the, the visa stuff, like, you know, she was like, my application was like this thick and like she had to deal with the, like the embassy in Toronto uh, to, you know, to figure everything out and like just dealing with calls and emails and stuff. And now it's like, all right. But I mean, they're, they're, totally in a good place i just because you mentioned spain i was like yeah i know more people that were supposed to go there and they're holding off right now because oh yeah it's oh, not yeah. a good idea <laughs> but, yeah we've been to that visa process so i understand that's just a pain and then to have that like be put on hold off oh, that's so frustrating yeah i mean on the bright side i'm kind of happy that they're not leaving yet because maybe <laughs> i'll get to cross paths with them again um you know, because it's, I mean, it's not like these are people that I've set for like a whole bunch of times. So that's always, always good. Um, but so in turn, I mean, I know you've kind of touched on already, like friends in New York and stuff, but how, um, how have the different measures impacted like your loved ones and you and like, how are you? Um, maybe we already kind of covered a bit of this, but I'm going to, going to ask the questions anyways, in case yeah. we can say a little bit more. Um, like, how have the measures sort of, impact that your loved ones and you like in terms of like maybe some changes and uh like how are you kind of keeping upbeat and positive while remaining inside and yeah. being stuck where you are yeah well i guess the biggest thing is that like my dad had covid and mm. that was like really scary obviously um mm. in new york and um yeah so that was really scary for like weeks so he's finally like, you know, better now, you know, like out of the woods, so to speak or whatever. Apparently there's a syndrome like post COVID exhaustion syndrome or something like that, where, cause it, I mean, I've been talking to him obviously all the time to check in and everything. And he's just like, I'm so exhausted. Like, yeah like just so worn out i mean luckily like his case didn't never progress to like a you know heightened level he was just like really exhausted for like weeks and yeah. then i guess it just drains your body so much that like even after you're past the actual covid then you have this like exhaustion syndrome or whatever it's like an actual diagnosed thing allegedly so um yeah so i mean i'm just like so grateful he's okay but that was like really stressful obviously and just being over here like not being like i could not that i would be visiting him if yeah like, yeah you no know, but if whatever he were to go to the hospital or like this or that like it's not like utah is next door to new york like you know what i mean so i mean luckily my sister lives um nearby she lives in new york as well so like um and my whole family is there so like there were people it wasn't like he was you know on his own so i was like okay yeah. i'll just stay here but it was that like anxious like feeling of like feeling like you can't do anything or whatever um so that was probably the biggest impact. And that's why I've been like telling everyone I know, like, I mean, now I think everyone is, is taking it seriously, but there was a time, I mean, there are obviously people that still aren't taking it seriously, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But like, there was a time I think when people didn't realize like how, you know, how serious it was. And I've just been very adamantly like, please take this seriously. It's no joke. It's no joke. So, um, yeah, and then like I mean, I would say the majority of our friends in New York have had it, wouldn't you say? Baron? I don't know if I'd say majority. I can say two really good friends of mine 
One is, they're both essential workers, technically. One's a paramedic. And I think he came down with it, but like after a few days, went back to work anyways, because like he had to use a very specific kind of tech yeah. uh, paramedic technician. And then, but he, that wasn't official, but it was very likely that. And then yeah. I had another friend who works for Trader Joe's, a, a grocery store. I don't know if you have any of those. And I don't think you have those in Canada. No, they don't. Which is really? why we know about the, the pirate. <laughs> we know the story about the pirate Joe's. Do you know, you know about the you pirate Joe's? That That's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, I'm sure you maybe you've known on on some level, but basically, in case anyone's listening or you don't, Trader Joe's get like they're just people are a little extra crazy at Trader Joe's when it comes to shopping. It's just another level. It's another experience there. People are just kind of nuts there, and I mean, I love a lot of their products too. But so my friend, he was just, I was getting the whole inside scoop on what it was like to be at the Trader Joe's. He works in Brooklyn, in downtown Brooklyn, in New York City. And it, he was just like, it's just insane. It's just insane. We have like lines out the door. We're trying to queue people up, just all this stuff. And then all of a sudden he comes down with it. He was, he never got officially tested, but when he t- did a you know video call with his doctor and all that kind of stuff, and he's epileptic. So then he hadn't had seizures in years. He takes a medication. And then all of a sudden, like he had a seizure or something. So I think it was probably stress related. Again, I'm not a neurologist, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like it was a pretty crazy couple of weeks and he just kind of quarantined himself. And then I think after maybe three weeks, he was able to go back to work or something like that. So, yeah, it was a bit it was definitely like you had. Um, listen, Dan. Yeah, that's friend. what I'm saying. We know a lot of people that have had it. This I mean, they true. just they just um, I mean, like luckily, so, so glad and relieved and grateful that everyone we know has been recovered you know like that is like no small thing i mean um like yeah i guess they were just doing some so we've been obviously like really up on the news in new york i mean mainly through everyone we know there um and they just did a a randomized antibody test and they were uh apparently 20 percent of people apparently have had the antibodies so you know in new york so 20 percent of people have had it apparently um, like, to be honest, I really wouldn't be surprised if I had had it because, um, when we flew here to Salt Lake, um, the first, it was like January 1st, Literally, it was January, January 1st. 1st. And then, <laughs> um, obviously flying out of New York airport to here. And, um, like two days later, I got sick for like 10 days. Like I was sicker oh. than I've ever been in my life. Delirious. Yeah, I was, was delirious. literally delirious. Apparently I was trying to argue with Baron while I was I've had a fever. <laughs> I told her, you need to lay down. Let me make you something, some tea. But I'm telling you, like, I just remember, like, remarking on how I hadn't been that sick in, like, ever in my life. It was very flu-like symptoms. It was, like, a fever. I couldn't eat. I had the whole taste and smell thing. Like, I couldn't eat. Oh, yeah. Um, like I, I, Baron had made some like veggie Boca burgers one day and like, I tasted them and it tasted so disgusting. Like I, um, like, yeah. So to be honest, I just really wouldn't be surprised if I had had it because I mean, it would make sense going through like a giant international airport in New York to come here and then be sick. I was like straight up in bed for like 10 days, which like, that's really not normal. You know, yeah. like, I rarely get sick. Well, the and, other thing is like. I anyway, think, so think, I'm yeah. really curious. Well, about I got that. sick too. Like literally the next, like that day or the next day, I was I felt like a fever. It was much milder for me. But the thing was, I hadn't had anything like a flu in years except three months ago when we were in Bosnia from this time. So 
I, I got something that was flu-like or maybe a severe cold. So the likelihood that I would have gotten something like that again, and we only made this realization like a week or two Recently. ago. We are like, we could have literally, but what happened was we didn't spread it. We, we literally were here and Sam was sick for 10 days for at least a couple of weeks, maybe longer. We hardly left the house. Like, we quarantined I went out before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> we just happened to be living that way. It was really cold. There was no reason to be outside. So it's interesting <laughs> to hear that um, and think that because we can't say it for certain, but we definitely, you, she had a strange sickness that we had never, you know, and the fact that I got that sick that quickly you know, and was just like a little feverish for a few days and just kind of weak. Yeah, it was really strange. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's I mean, really now it's possible. coming. Now they're realizing apparently that, that it, cases a, from like January and yeah, it's going farther like back now. So they're I just really cases. wouldn't be surprised. But um, yeah, so I guess that's that's how it's affected our like friends and family and stuff. Just because like they're all in New York, it's impossible not to be affected there. You know, um, it's just so crazy to talk to them and this or that or whatever. I mean, like, their testing is like, there's no tests there. It's really all. hard. It's really hard to get a test, is what it is. Yeah. I've been following that. It's like yeah. nearly impossible to really get a test. If, yeah. Unless it's like a dire thing where they need to put you into the hospital, they won't test you. Because then they'll test you in a hospital so that they can put you in separate, uh, like a separate ward or whatever. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, but then you asked them, you asked what did you ask? How it's how so we, just how to affect our friends and family and then like how coped. we stay coped and stay hopeful. And I mean, uh, how are you, how did you adapt to the no gym thing? Are you working out at home? Is there a new routine or? There is. I <laughs> hate working out at home. I really, <laughs> I really do. I didn't actually, we had, this was the first time or the second time we'd ever joined a gym. I didn't think I was going to like going to the gym. I thought I would hate it. I, whatever, the whole nine yards, but I actually grew to really like it because it's like a mental separation of like, you know, we already work from home. So like <laughs> we're different to do like, okay, I'm going to the gym. I'm doing my workout now and I can just get in the thing. Whereas like trying to work out from home, I feel like my laptop is just like lurking at me. Like, oh, you need to do work now. It's just like staring at me and I can feel its presence. And so I really don't like parents, parents like making a face, but I don't like working out at home. So it was a struggle for me. Baron is way, is, um, way more on it when it comes to the exercise stuff, I would say. And so he's been um, like, well, you found a bunch well, of Well, I did stuff. some quick, I hit up one of my fr uh, friends that's always been very into fitness and he's actually he's gonna be, uh, he's in med school, he's gonna be a doctor. And he's very happy to be, vegan a, vegan, doctor, be a vegan doctor. And he's um, he's he's always been. He used to be like really overweight. We both. That's how we both knew each other. Both really overweight. Got into shape. He's always had a very impressive physique since he's gotten into shape. So I always like hit him up for about anything that has to do with like strength training, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm like, all right, I don't think I'm gonna be able to go to the gym. What do you have a routine you recommend? So he he recommended a, a body weight lifting routine, and. Um, then I did some quick research. He's like, look to see if there's any things outside you can use. And there's a 20, 25 minute walk away from here in a schoolyard is a calisthenics park. So you have like a bar to pull up on. You have the, the parallel bars to do dips on, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Things to do that. So I basically just a few times a week go to that. I walk, which is great. I love the walk. And then um, I just use that, uh, that space. Nobody else uses it. I've seen maybe one other person. And like now and then they'll put caution tape on it because technically you're not supposed to go on playgrounds. I was going to ask. Yeah. But 
I, it's not like you're having a dozen kids jumping on and off this playground. There's nobody using it. And I'm, I'm very much like, I won't touch my face. I come back, wash my hands so far, so good. And uh, yeah, so that's mostly what I do, but there's also a park nearby to go for really long walks. And there's also, there's this, I think it might be a private high school because there's a really nice, they have a really nice track and like soccer slash football field, but everyone goes into it illegally. Like there's dozens of people in it. Like I was just going out for a walk before and what you have to do is literally climb the fence to get in. I know a little spot where I hardly have to climb anything, but everyone's doing it. You're setting a terrible example, Baron. I know I'm saying, but here's the thing. (laughs) What makes this big, uh, track and field work so well it's so spacious and people there care about working out they're staying like 20 feet away from each other yeah like if i go to this park where there's like a route to walk on runners will run up right behind you bikers will bike right past you while there's a lot to be confirmed about the coronavirus i think it's a pretty safe thing to say that you're not getting it just by going past people but like better safe than sorry just keep your distance stay away so that's another reason why i'm hopping fences to go into this Sam's is like, you're such a terrible I'm not a role rebel. model. I'm not a, as much of a rebel. I'm not I trying to be a rebel. Tape. I work at home. I don't, I, want I, to, <laughs> I don't want to be a rebel. I just want to stay in shape. I want to be physically active. Well, yeah, we're getting creative. I'm, I'm doing, you know, stuff with the table, like pulling Sam, myself Sam. up. I'm working up to a pull up on like these ledges in the in the apartment, just like doing this. Sam's doing essentially the same workout I am, but she does it from home. Yeah, there's different things you can do to literally emulate all these different exercises, and so yeah. I'm doing doing rows on a table, yeah. hanging it's, in front of the it's, table. Um, well, in case anyone's interested, it's the um, Reddit's uh, body body lifting recommended routine you or just something Google like that. Those like words. Google that, and it literally just has like everything in there, and like tons of videos, and like all these different alternate things. Like you work up to depending on how strong you are, or this or that. It's really good. I personally like need something to follow when I'm working out. I just, I'm not gonna like just, I don't know, randomly do things that just- Well, you like yoga, you do yoga. Yeah, I follow a yoga video though. Yeah. So I've also been doing yoga at home and stuff like yeah. that. Um, you know, uh, yeah, so that's- Those that's, things really help. Yeah, yeah. it's- For me, a good mood, uh, what's the word, regulator, is uh, exercise and yeah. physically active for me, for sure. Yeah, and there, like I said, there's that big big park near us, so like just going and walking there, and um, it's fairly busy because you know everyone's working from home, but it's big enough that you can uh, I think it's easily, to you know, it's totally safe. Yeah, you can easily keep away from people. And there's so many people now that we're not house sitting, we really miss animals. And so there's so many people there with their dogs and so many people with their new puppies. And um, yeah, so that's been fun. And related to being positive and hopeful. Oh yeah, that's true. There's a lot of people, we've noticed how many puppies people have been getting. I think there's going to be, whenever it happens, maybe a year, year and a half from now, there's going to be a huge, huge surge in house sitting because people are one, not a lot of money. And two, they're going to want to travel. And now and they three, have a, now they have a new puppy. <laughs> now they, yeah, and now they have yeah. I can't tell you how many puppies we're seeing. Apparently, like shelters are selling not selling out, but they're like they don't have any more animals to adopt or anything like that. Yeah. So we're like that's good news because then these are going to be full grown animals soon, and you're going to need uh, some house sitters. So. <laughs> so that's yeah. um. I think that yeah. So that's that's one little positive to look at whenever this, whatever the end is going to be considered. Whenever we're greenlit <laughs> to go back to doing our thing. Um, so you don't, you're not hanging out with the animals upstairs at all? Or are they? 
It was Quarantine? no animals. The house that we did oh, is the first no. thing. No, so we're set. so pet deprived. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, I definitely like. I mean, in some ways, I'm like cool because well, I've had I've had some bad sits, which kind of led to like writing the book and everything. So, like, not sitting has become kind of like cool. I don't need to like force feed an animal or like do pills or. <laughs> whatever and so you know but i'm still like there's plenty of animals now that i'm like well when i skype with the woman i talked to yesterday like you know i know all the animals because i've been sitting with them for like three years now so i'd see like one of her dogs walk by in the back and i'd be like oh i'd be so distracted it's like the most distracted i was for any of the conversations and so of course we're talking and she had to like show me oh this one's over there and oh the cat's like behind she's like turning the computer around and i'm just like oh my god I haven't been around an animal in a long time. Um, so, oh, so it was, yeah, it was a no. It was no pets. It was our first petless house. And like we, we did it because, well, we, we knew the guy and he had a cat last time we house set for him. Oh, and he okay. was our favorite. It was so, we went, we took the cat on a road trip. Like we, Owner's insistence. he told us to. He's a very, very, interesting fun house yeah sure. it was great and the cat was amazing and his he name was a character baron didn't like yeah. him I'm not I, saying I didn't like i don't dislike him i'm I, just saying i would call him amazing he was amazing yeah. he well baron didn't like because the cat meowed at like seven in the morning to be fed and yowled yeah, yeah. We, it became an inside joke when we had a friend come to visit like the cat literally made this like in the morning he had like two teeth he had he was like missing all of his teeth and he was so soft and he was very soft he was he very was, he soft felt very luxurious he loved to be the center of attention he loved to be around you like one time i got really sunburned and i was just like lying on the couch like a he, potato like lying on the couch with like a sun fever and he like just like came and like lie late on me like straight up on me because you were like oh, a heating no. pad this cat had a 24-hour heating pad. oh yeah yeah he literally like literally there was an electric blanket like um on the windowsill and yeah. it it was on 24 7 there's literally tape over the um over the switch so that you couldn't accidentally turn it off yeah. <laughs> so anyway i loved this cat but sadly he passed away oh. um yeah, actually, on one of his other trips, the house sitter um, it happened while the ha someone was house sitting for him, um, and it wasn't a super healthy cat. Like he got sick when we were. Um, yeah, he had been astray, stuff like that. So you know, he hadn't had the most best life until he got to this then guy's he, house. He won the lottery. And then he won the lottery. But house. anyway, so he didn't have any. He didn't have any pets, but he was going away for three months. So he was like, you know, I want someone to be. Here. Well, he told us on that on the first time we ever said he's like even if I don't have pets I'd get house sitters. He really what's so great about him is he really understands the value of house sitters, pet or home or not. He's just like there was a time where he said uh, I think a water main broke in his building and he had been gone just for a little bit and walked in and apparently like scalding hot boiling water had like been dumping oh. in his apartment. And he was like if I hadn't been here for a month or two my whole apartment would have been ruined. Yeah, this whole thing or whatever. So he made a really good case for that, and we were new in the house sitting at the time. So we're like, "Oh, that's interesting." But like, yeah, I just think he really understands the value of the exchange and what we do, and yeah. he, and that's why he's so great to uh, house sit for. Yeah, but no pet this past. We're gonna time. try to get him. We were like, "You to have to get again. another cat next time we house yeah. it for you, please." So <laughs> we've been without animals since January first. Very sad. Well, without an animal in the house, but every weekend 
on Saturdays, we go for a long walk, usually headed towards downtown and we cut through all the neighborhoods. And like almost every Saturday, we come across one or two outdoor cats who's really friendly and yeah. we spend some time petting and hanging out with them. Yeah, getting, getting <laughs> your do. fix. Yeah, yeah exactly. Get our, get our animals fixed. Yeah. A lot of the dogs so, aren't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so down the road now when we're kind of, you know, hopefully wrapping this up and things are getting a little better, uh, what do you think you're going to take away from this? Like what, what sort of shifted in your mindset or the way you're living? Uh, has there been any sort of lessons from it for the two of you? Mm, you had something you were saying before. You can, you can go first. I, well, for for us, I guess um, having like a backup plan and stuff, like I'm glad that we've had a backup plan and stuff and, um, you know, savings or whatever. I've seen a lot of different house sitters and digital nomads being like really freaking out because they like don't have the savings or they don't have like anywhere to go. So yeah. I guess maybe that that was a like, not like a lesson learned, but like, um, something that I want to impart on people, like as we go forward and more people maybe want to try house-sitting or this or that, like I've just like got to have some plan B, you know, situation. Mm -hmm. So um, I was glad for that. And um, what other lessons? Well, the, you know, the one where like all of a sudden you take life for granted and you would like – it's hard to say that happened because we've already kind of took a big risk in embarking on this lifestyle that we yeah. did years ago. So it's, we could, we can't really say, of course I appreciate life even a, a bit more now, but it's not like we were sitting here being like, what are we doing with our lives? We need to start our lives. What, you know what I mean? When things are done, we're going to start our lives. So I think, I think we just learned even more the value of being like flexible and like open and because there, just because this happened doesn't mean all of a sudden we need to stop doing everything we're doing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it doesn't mean an airline's going to just, I mean, finances aside, it's not like all of a sudden people are going to be like, oh, because there's pandemics, travel industry is just not a thing anymore. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. that's not going to happen. Eventually, something's going to happen and some kind of return to something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the other thing is, like, I had already been thinking about this for the past year before this happened, but now even more so, um, just seeing like friends and family more often like Varen said we were already trying to go back to New York a couple times a year and I definitely like want to continue to do that when we you know travel opens up and all that again because um yeah it was, it was it, that was something I was thinking about in the past year um and it's definitely something I'm like even more so like now like that's definitely the first place I want to go when all this yeah. opens up again. I want to just like, you know, see people and be like, you're okay. Like, let me give you a hug. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah. And you were saying, I, I think, I think, well, I'm saying for us, like, yeah. cause we're talking about like what lesson learns kind of things. I think it also even just reinforces a lot of the kind of choices we made in our life and lifestyle, because now, we want those things even more like the best thing. We're not going to stop doing what we're doing in uh, from what I've understood and read pandemics are going to be a real possibility going forward. This is not like a once in a lifetime thing, yeah. but that being said, would that really change our trajectory or what we're doing? Actually it'd make us in a lot of ways double down more because our, our dream, you know, the, the blog financially supports us. Things have changed a bit now because of the pandemic, but it means like we need to keep 
keep at it because it's going to give us the farther down the line, more financial freedom so that eventually, hopefully we have a place, a permanent place to always fall back on, which would give us the freedom to like take a break from house sitting. If we just want to be near friends and family or something like that, you know? Yeah. So it kind of just reinforces like we need to keep, even though it can be hard right now, keep at what we're doing because that's going to, what's going to lead us to be able to better handle these kind of circumstances in the future. Yeah. I'm just like so glad that like, I'm just so, so glad that like, um, like I just talked to some of my friends who like have bosses who are being like, you know, dicks right now or whatever, like, you know, work, what, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just glad, like, I don't have to answer to anyone right now or like that. I'm not like a essential worker because those people are really putting their lives on the line, you know? And like, we're, it's just like, I'm, just glad that we're doing what we're doing, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and even more so, I feel like strongly about just uh, introducing and getting people more on the vegan, uh, you know, the V in the vegan community, because you, as we all know, like this kind of came from like, it's very much connected to animal. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, animal abuse. Yeah. So I just, I, I think, um, I hope more people, um, like just think about making more sustainable choices. And so like we, you know, write about vegan and sustainable, like travel and stuff. And I think that's going to be even more important, like going forward, um, mm-hmm. as you know, travel opens up again, like we can't, like, we can't go back to the way things were before, because like that's what like that's why we're here <laughs> you know and also i mean i know that we've like the environment's really like bouncing back right now and so like we can't just go back to like like traveling in the way that like doesn't support the planet and stuff like that so um yeah I think, well, my next question was going to be like, what do you hope the world learns from this tragedy? And I think maybe. We oh, can yeah. Have, I was kind of already going like, subconsiously. Uh, yeah, you keep going. yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I really, I really hope people recognize the important or the, you know, um, the role that the, that um, animal, like eating animals had in this whole, like, pandemic and starting it and spreading it and i would say i'd say okay. more specifically you're, animal consumption okay yeah because it wasn't like someone ate something that had right. covid okay but you're it's just all the about whole, the zoonotic disease so you can no, explain i just want to put that in, in case some people don't know yeah, yeah like yeah, it's yeah, about animal consumption but you continue. no no continue nope, with the continue <laughs> sorry anyway um yeah no no i just i just hope people um uh look into and and recognize this kind of stuff um Mm -hmm. you know like i've talked to some people that are like oh my gosh it was the wet markets in china like that was why this pandemic started blah 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 i'm just like well have you seen the hygienic hygiene in you know slaughterhouses in the u.s for example like it's horrible it could have easily started here they could have easily started anywhere they have hot spots in slaughterhouses right now in the u.s yeah Yeah. i just thought that tyson closed down yeah tyson another place smithsfield because it's just the whole working conditions are so terrible Yeah. yeah so i really i really hope that that i've been already seeing it more people like 
as you know, climate change, like people talk more about it and, and it's pretty hard to ignore. I mean, obviously people do ignore it, but like it's becoming more difficult to ignore the impact of animal agriculture on the environment. And so I've just already been seeing more people, like even within just people, our, our personal friend group, like more people being like, oh, hey, I'm going to go more plant-based, like give me some tips or like whatever, like yeah. a significant amount of people in 2020 were coming to us in the beginning of the year. Like I want to make these new year's resolutions. So I just hope this even more propels people in that direction because like, this is just in no way sustainable. Um, you know, obviously. Um, and, and also as people, as we open up travel again, you know, in that future mythical day, um, like, I just hope people make more sustainable and responsible like choices about it. Like, you know, I just think of, um, you know, like Venice is like, obviously like very over touristed, like it's like the pinnacle of over tourism, I think. And like, there's, they've been having just like, you know, marine life coming back into the waters because there's no cruise ships, like, you know, and like all that stuff. So I really just hope people like look at like, yes, obviously like we shouldn't have had a pandemic for like the world to wake up to like these environmental disasters, you know, but since it's happened, I hope that people really look and um, be like, what can, what can I do on an individual level to, um, you know, keep the carbon footprint smaller? You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, I think like, well, maybe because we're pushing this whole like social distancing and there's a lot of messaging about how like, all right, there are things that you can do to make this go away. And like, bring us into the clear again, maybe that'll help more people realize that like, you know, that whole idea of like one person can change the world and everything. Maybe more people pick up on that attitude now and be like, well, Hey, I stayed home and I helped with social distancing. And you know, we, we fought that pandemic and maybe now they'll be like, all right. So now if I change the way I'm eating or take less trips or whatever, I mean, you know, that's, that's the hopeful, the hopeful idea. Right. I mean, yeah, that's gotta a good, be. good perspective. I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I I honestly just went with that just then. I hadn't really thought of it like that before. <laughs> just, depending so on yes, depending on the mood, right? I mean, there's lots of ways you can take this to mean like, oh, it's all gonna go to hell real quick, mm-hmm. or yeah, I mean, there's some positive stuff coming out of it, and hopefully, it'll kind of continue. Um, on that note, though, I am going to say that we'll uh, we'll maybe wrap this up. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I'm super happy to connect with the two of you, especially since, you know, we, we did virtually, but we hadn't done this before. And yeah, I mean, no, ideally, it's been great. It's been really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah likewise. Yeah. yeah. Ideally, when things go back to normal, maybe we'll end up actually crossing paths somewhere. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, but otherwise, it's good to know that you two are relatively safe. And thank you for sharing your little pocket of the world. And um, I hope, oh, wait, is it morning, night, evening it's there? Night. It's eight. I think we're 12 hours. Um, right now, it's 819. It's 819. Okay, I got 919 here. So 2019 is a 24-hour thing. I don't know. Yeah. So that would be 11-hour difference. 
I think it's 11. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I, I hope the rest of your evening is okay. Yeah. Have a progressive good day with, with um, all your other guests that you have. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. I think there's maybe two more. We'll see. Um, but for now, I have to go do laundry and eat some breakfast. So, all right. Um, but yeah, thanks again. And we will talk nice to you in some other way later. Yes. Definitely. Same to you. Bye. Bye. Bye.